You're listening to The Endless Party with your hosts, Megan Elijah Armstrong. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to The Endless Party. Today, we are joined by a special guest. Yeah, so if you hear any heavy breathing on this episode, it's from our special guest. One of our special friends decided that she was going to take a nap and the other one didn't so (laughs) so she decided she wanted to be a part of this podcast today this baby this whole time but that's okay we're glad she's here we're glad she's here yeah absolutely she she might have some things to what's not included was what she added earlier because we wanted to spare all of your hearing (laughs) she was very vocal (laughs) she yeah we we just thought she just needed some tlc yeah yeah she did okay so before we jump into this episode we wanted to share a comment that was made from one of our followers or viewers of this Mm -hmm. channel and i think something that elijah and i decided we wanted to do is we go through and we read your guys' comments and if there's one that really stands out to us then we we're gonna include include it it in the podcast in the podcast just because we feel like everyone should yeah this is from UNS33N and we're thinking it means unseen. Yes. With two I would assume. With the E's as threes. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, unseen with Well, threes. I will say this too. He commented on the something big is going to ha- is Oh yes. Something big is going to happen party. Yeah, that's a good addition. Episode 55. Yes. And so this, this goes is the context of what we talked about a little bit. So, anyways, Unseen said, the things people see as mediocre are where real value lies. He says, it's in your relationships, your family, and your values that really matter in life. Not fame, wealth, or career. When you realize that and focus on living the life you have to the fullest, you win. Instead of eternally sacrificing the now for an ideal that probably won't satisfy you. So, basically, what he's saying is we kind of have everything twisted in society. Whereas we're seeing family and relationships as mediocre mediocre. instead of careers and money Mm. which is and anyways and so thank you unseen for that comment we really liked it it was a really good comment and it was pretty cool because we talked about how we gave up a job opportunity that paid really well but just took us away from our family and how at the end of the day the money wasn't worth it to us you know, so thank you so much for your comment. Beautifully written. Yeah, thank you. All right, I'm going to turn the stage oh, over yes. to Elijah to introduce. This was his idea. This is my idea. For this podcast. Uh, I think it's really good. So I read this quote by William Shakespeare. Some of you have probably heard of it. And it's men's vices we paint in brass, their virtues we paint in water. And I just felt like we needed to speak on this because... I think all of us have fallen vic- victim of this, that we find fault in others, um, myself included, Meg included. Like, we look, well, all, all of a sudden we try to find the chinks in people's armor. Sometimes we're fault finders. Yeah. And so we have tried, and this is a lifetime endeavor, to be good finders and to really try to paint men's virtues in brass instead of their vices. Um, so what we kind of wanted to talk about is a few different things. We have a couple stories that we want to share but one thing I want to question is why do we always bring up past mistakes, arguments, and issues? Yeah. So in both of mine and Elijah's life, 
you know, and I think any everyone can relate to this, people always want to bring up the things that you did wrong. Yeah. And that's what they choose to remember. Well, and not only that, they bring up like past relationships that were a big mistake. Yes, that's happened to both of us for sure. And it doesn't make any sense to me. No, I mean, right? it like, happened to me like this last week. Yeah. Like, I'm like, why are people, I'm like, I'm married with two kids. I'm happy. Yeah, like, why, that's in the why past, do you people know? continually bring up things that are in the past that have no business being in the present? Oh, that was really, not, I really liked that. Well, it's, it, well, thank you. But it's interesting because I just feel like I, this is something that we wanted to talk about later on in the podcast too. It's like, why would any of us ever, like, would, would any of us ever want to be basically condemned for all of our faults? Not, not condemned. What's the word I'm looking for? Like known? Yes, known. That's the word. Like, do we want to be known for the worst thing we've ever done? Like, is that right. right? Because we've all done, we've all made mistakes. We're all human. And do you want to be known for the worst thing that you've ever done? Because the answer is no. The answer is no. Of course not. Then why do we make everybody else we know known for the worst thing they've ever done? I don't know. I'm not sure why we do that. It's, but it's insane. You know, it's always like, hey, did you hear like so-and-so did this? Or, yeah. Or that, you know, it's like, yeah, this woman, she's been married for 35 years, but 30 years ago she had an affair. Right. Or, you know. Right. But it's like, but for 30 years, she actually has been faithful. Right. You know, and she changed and she like, well, you I, know, overcame I think, everything. And this is actually a topic that's going on in really our nation right now, that our forefathers are just being painted in a horrible light. Are they really? Yeah. For... You know, and don't get me oh, wrong. Oh, yeah, they do have, like, dark Yeah, they, dark they all have dark spots, right? Because they're human beings. Of course. Like, in no way, shape, or form is slavery ever, ever okay, nor it's was wrong. it ever okay. We're not it's condoning wrong. It's it It's horrible. And, you know, the forefathers, they owned slaves at one point. And that's horrible. But why do we all of a sudden just disregard everything good that they did? When they created a country... That that actually was the first country to abolish slavery and like foster freedom. Yes, that's that's my question, right? Why are we painting them in this horrible light? And it's not just them; we do it to everybody, right? And it's crazy because I mean, for example, like Martin Luther King, incredible person, went on to do incredible things. He also has ba like black spots in his life, but we don't remember that. Where we choose to remember, we choose the good. to remember the good. And so I really, this is something I just want to do. And I'm not even just saying this for, you know, I'm saying this for my sake. Mm -hmm. Like, I need to correct it and not be a fault finder because there are so many times when I'll have a conversation with Meg or I'll bring something up be like, yeah, you know what, so-and-so did this. <laughs> it's like, who cares? It like, matter. it's not even a big deal. They're actually probably a good person at the end of the day and just made a mistake. I think, really quick, I want to jump in on one of the lines that's on our wall and... I think it's really good and it's like all of us want to be able to forget the mistakes of the past and press on to the greater achievements of the future right. and if that's what you want to do yourself then you should give others the grace to do that as well and stop seeing other people for the thing you know for the worst thing they've done instead let's like why don't we look at them for the best thing that they've ever done right and paint them in that light i think that's that's the beauty of this topic right there's a quote by Bob Richards. He was a famous pole vaulter. I think he was a two-time Olympic champion, if I remember right. But he says, um, 
One reason why I think a great deal of Jesus is because he never pointed out the weaknesses of people, never dwelt on their failures and their shortcomings. He always thought of the dream that God had for their lives, never emphasizing their failures. He simply said, go and sin no more. Be what God intends you to be. And isn't that what we all hope (laughs) that we can do for each other? I mean, Jesus does it for each of us, so why can't we do it too? I don't know why it's so instilled in our culture. Honestly, I think it's a habit. I think and it I, is and a I, habit. And I think we learn it. I think it's, I think it's just a habit. I think it's been passed well, down. Well, it's actually, yeah, it has been passed down. I mean, even if you think of, like, our media, like, oh, we talk more negative about negative news. That's yes. all it is, so, negativity. Okay, so this is actually a good example. My dad is on school board yeah. in a small community in Arizona. Anyways, he's, he's on the school board. And what's interesting is most of the public actually agrees with the practices that he's trying to implement Mm -hmm. into the school district and just trying to create a better just sense of community and like education for all for students in that area. Absolutely. But what's interesting is he'll have a fantastic meeting at school board. And what happens is the newspaper will take out some little comment or something that someone said or will find the one person that kind of disagrees with what he's trying to do and that's what they focus on and that's what they post in the media right that's what they choose to like highlight it's not the the beautiful meeting that he just had and the policies that he's trying right. to implement that, that so many people agree 30 with 30 second comment that somebody made yes and then Instead that's what of they the choose 30 minute meeting that was just great right and so he anyways him and I were talking the other day and it's pretty frustrating for him because he's like that isn't even actually what went it's down in this blown meeting out of right yeah. completely blown out of context but what they do is they fault find and mm-hmm. usually they put his face as <laughs> as the fault as the fault Poor guy. <laughs> he, he has strong shoulders he has a nice face he has he does he's just <laughs> painted in a poor light anyways poor guy. but the thing is is like that's kind of like the trend of our you know society like think about the things that are talked about on the news mm-hmm. whether you know local or nationwide it's always Usually, just Usually doom negative and gloom stuff, all yeah. The time. And I don't and know why we foster sad. that. And then you know that's what's portrayed in the media, so that's what we talk about in our homes. Mm-hmm. And then, and then we start to take that and just start to talk about other people in our communities, and it's just this whole chain of events. Right. I think that's a good leeway into this story. It's um, it's actually from an old Scotland story, and or it's an old Scottish story, mm-hmm. and it's. The sheep thief and the saint. And so these two young men, they were actually brothers, they lived in poverty. And one day they got caught stealing two sheep from like the most wealthy lord of the land. Okay. And so he catches them and immediately takes them to the blacksmith and brands them ST on their head for sheep thief. And then they throw them out in the gutter. And then now everybody can know. That they are branded as thieves. The sheep thieves. Uh-huh. Yeah, the sheep thieves, right? It's on their face? It's on their forehead. Oh, their ST. forehead. So it's just like, that's what it's you see prominent. when you, that's that's you, what see. you see. Okay. So one of the brothers, we'll call him Dan. Dan. So Dan <laughs> just decided that that was his lot in life, that he was condemned to be a sheep thief. And so that is exactly what he decided to be, was just awful. He was a know-nothing, a, just really a loser. He lived up to the brand. He lived up to forehead. the brand. Yeah. The other brother, William, we'll call him. William 
decided to turn his whole life around. And so he began to help in the community wherever possible. Now, at first, everybody kind of, you know, gave him a horrible look, like, why are you doing this? Like, what's in it for you? You know, are you just going to, like, take something of mine? The years and years go by, and all of a sudden, everybody just loves William. Dan eventually is just nowhere to be seen, nowhere to be heard. He's gone. But William becomes more and more ingrained in this community that people start to rely on him all the time. And eventually it gets to the point where a traveler comes in and he sees William with a very faint ST on his head and he's helping one of the locals. And the traveler asks one of the locals, hey, what, why does that man have ST on his head? And he goes, oh, that's St. William. Oh, cool. And then he says, like, what do you mean St. William? They're like, well... We don't know exactly what the ST means, but we all assume it just means saint. That's so cool. And so it's pretty interesting because I think also when it comes to like faults, we can paint people in such a poor light to the point where it gets that they start to believe it, right? Like if we continually find the faults within others, they are start they will start to believe it just like Dan. Thankfully, there's people out there like William that when people see the fault in them and the mistakes that they've made, he just brushes it off and eventually those mistakes become part of him and they actually become strengths, right? Mm-hmm. But if we continue to do that, sometimes you know, people are going to be in a rough, rough spot and we really could have prevented it just because we could have found the good. And I think, too, I think this principle is especially important within your closest, like, it's important with everybody, but I think it's especially close, important in your closest relationships. Oh, yeah. It's in the way that you talk to your kids and what you decide to script them as. And it's pretty interesting. So with the experience of having identical twins, it's really interesting because everybody, they don't want to necessarily fault find, but the, but they want to differentiate one baby from the other yeah so people will always be like well who cries more well who's, who's angrier fussy who's sassier who does who's this fatter who who's does got a skinnier face who's chubbier who's, who's yeah. rounder who's this and elijah and i before these babies were even born we were like we are not that's not how this is gonna go no our twins are not gonna be known for their differences they're just gonna be known for who they are right and i think that's what we want I mean, I think that's like a really good like thing to apply to everybody you meet. Don't try to look at them for you know their differences or ways that you know they they struggle or their weaknesses, right? And that's that's kind of what people try to like ask us. Yeah. What is what are the weaknesses of your babies? Not yes, the strengths. Exactly. They're never like, who's what are you, the faults? Yeah, they always want to know their faults. Yeah, they they're never just, like who's just the happiest little baby. No, it's, it's always like, who's the angry baby? Who's the mean baby? And, who's and Elijah the fussy and I are baby? like, they're We're like, like, they're both great babies. They're both great babies. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't really understand why people do that. And there's actually a, I don't even know the phrase, how to phrase this exactly, but when we begin to find faults in others, usually it's the faults oh, within ourselves that we can spot out. Yeah. Right. So if all of a sudden I say somebody is extremely prideful, 
You should probably look, you should probably look take within a look yourself in the to decide. Well, you might be a little prideful. As soon, I actually have been really trying to implement this principle, and as soon as I'm starting to cast blame on other people for characteristics, I'm. I always try. I've tried to like create the habit of always saying like, "Oh my goodness, is that something I see within myself? Right. Am that, I doing this? Right. If that makes me so mad that that person, like, you know, let's say that." this person like gossips so much and talks about other people. And if that makes me so mad, then I try to like look within myself and I'm like, am I, is this, you know, is that what I'm doing? Am I talking about other people? You know, that's just an example, but right. you know. No, absolutely. <clears throat> and so this is something me and Meg actually really, really have tried to implement. And she was just mentioning is because we, okay, let me back up a little bit. Me and Meg believe that you should have one person. And that person should be your spouse that you can just openly discuss whatever topic that you think necessary, good or bad, right? If it's there's, about you somebody, know, there's, there's sometimes you have to there's work some time that you have to work through things, you know. And so we'll come to each other and we'll have this discussion on certain people or about certain topics, and I'm just like, we both have been like, hmm, maybe actually they're not the problem. Maybe it's me. <laughs> it's normally how a conversation Usually goes. Usually that's how it goes. And I will say, these conversations stay within the walls of like our oh, they bedroom. Don't, they, or don't, they don't They leave, don't go anywhere. Know? But yeah. It's right between us. But, norm- but sometimes like, well, what am I doing? Right. You know? Well, it's been interesting because we've even had this like discussion where one of us will be so heated about something. And then all of a sudden, like... Our spouse won't even say anything. And then They'll it's just like, kind of sit there. And, and then all like, of a sudden... Oh, man. It's like... <laughs> Oh, it's probably me. Like I'm probably I'm probably the one that needs to change. Like I need to make a difference because oh, it's like the worst. Why am I like, getting oh, so? Man. Why am I letting this person upset me so? Or like you know, and so we would just highly recommend that each of us strive to just start to find the good in people rather than the bad. Yeah. Find the good instead of the faults. So I was just you know we were like collecting little things we wanted for this podcast and i was just like looking stuff online and i found this really great article by a psychologist i don't know his last name his but his first name was greg nice anyways greg the psychologist <laughs> greg the psychologist so <laughs> there's credit where credit's due anyways so one of the things he says that's just I don't know, it's just kind of like uncomfortable, but it's kind of true, is oftentimes we're trying to point out others' flaws to boost our own self-esteem and find happiness. And it's like, that is not where happiness is found. But it's really interesting. I've watched a lot of times socially where you'll be in a group of people and an individual will want to feel like confident and really good about themselves within that circle. And so what they start to do is they start to fault find because mentally in their brains, they've created that habit. It's like, oh, well, if I'm putting this person down, then others will see me as more built up, built up more than bigger than that. I'm bigger than that person and that's going to make them appreciate me and also I'm going to feel happier. But actually, if you know what's interesting psychologically, if you start to put people down, you might get a little boost for momentary. Your ego might get a little your boost. Your ego gets a little well, you're momentary. In the moment, but then afterwards. And then afterwards you actually feel worse about yourself mm-hmm. because it's like you're so you're just in what you're realizing is that your insecurities even become more prominent mm-hmm. because you have like you can't even like <laughs> you're just not confident and you're not confident enough in yourself to be able to stand other people's successes yes yeah 
And so you just try to put them down. And it, I don't know. And it's interesting, too. Like, when I'm in a situation with someone who is putting people down, you know, putting other people down, it's interesting is because I'm always like, oh, my gosh, like, when I'm not here, they're probably doing the same thing to me. Right. And then, it, and then, and then it's also a disservice to that individual because people don't want to be close to them because all they do is find the fault in other people. You don't want to find. You don't want to hang out with someone who's always just bagging on you and bagging on others because there's no like security in that. Well, it actually brings up a topic that I didn't even include in the notes, but. If you hear a negative comment about you, you have to hear the opposite of that comment 16 times minimum to counteract that one negative remark, right? And so in order, so for example, if somebody says, I think I've talked about this in the podcast before, but if somebody says, wow, like so-and-so is so stuck up, or if you hear that, and then all of a sudden you have to hear the opposite of that in order for you to like just counteract that one negative fault-finding comment. You know, and so you can really, really hurt people just by one off-the-cuff negative remark. I mean, it's pretty interesting because I even look at, like, my childhood, for example. I was, like, the dumb kid. I was the fast kid, and I was the super athletic kid, but I was also the dumb kid. That's so sad. For years and years and years. I couldn't read. I couldn't write. I was, like, pretty bad at English. I was okay at math. A couple other subjects, but like <laughs> English was just garbage. It was horrible. And every year my teachers would just kind of mark on my report card, like needs help, struggling, you know, just like small little and things. You, and, and that's you what you saw every day. And then it wasn't until my third grade year that my third grade teacher came up to me and she said, you need to enter this poetry contest. Your poem's really good. She's like, this poem's great. Do you like, have that poem? I, probably somewhere. What was it about? It was about winter. Okay, cool. I don't. That's all I remember. Okay, I, I'm She's just She's like, curious. you need to enter this. And it was school-wide. So it was K through 6th grade. And I was like, I don't think I'll do very well. And she's like, you need to enter it. Like, this poem's great. Like, enter it. So I enter this contest, and I end up winning the contest. And from then on... Like, I believed I was a good writer just because of this one kind act of a third grade teacher saying, you know what, like, forget everybody else. This is a beautiful poem. You're a great writer. Just enter the contest. And that's what impact that people can have just finding the good in other people. Like, there's a story of Stevie Wonder. Mm -hmm. So Stevie Wonder, when he was little, he was born blind. And... He was in this class, and the the pet, the class pet got loose, and it was a mouse. mouse. And it was a mouse. It was a mouse, and the teacher said, um, "Stephen, I need you to stay behind during recess because you're the only one that can hear the tiny little squeaks of the mouse. So could you stay behind and help me find this mouse? He can't see." He couldn't see the mouse. Couldn't he see. Could, he could hear. And he ended up finding it. And from then on, he's like, that's when I knew I that's had a my, special... That's his gift. That's when I knew I had a special gift. And then, obviously, it was Stevie Wonder. He went on to be a oh, world-famous so cool. musician. And it was just that small act that somebody believed in him. Wow. And somebody saw the good amongst all the mistakes that everybody else saw. I love that. That's so cool. Yeah, it was a cool story. He's a dope dude. That is super cool. 
<clears throat> so I think the next thing we wanted to just talk a little bit about is actually a quote, another quote from this poem. And I think it's this line that we're also trying to live by and it's give so much time to the improvement of yourself that you have no time to criticize others. And that's just something I'm really trying to apply into my life. I'm trying to work so hard on myself that I don't even like have the time to find fault in others because I'm just working so hard on trying to, you know, become the person I want to be. Yeah. I mean, for example, I hope anybody who's watching or listening to this, that's why we're doing this podcast for, for really everybody so out there that's reasons. willing yeah. to listen. But also it's for us. It's for us to raise our bar of excellence and our standards to really strive to live up to these ideals that we talk about because what's interesting is like as soon as we do a podcast about a certain principle i'm like i have just put this out into the universe and i have to live by this yeah and i want to live by it anyways and of course i'm a human we both we fall, yeah we, both we fall obviously short. aren't and gonna measure up every to time us are gonna know you oh, know, yeah. know this more than others you oh, know of course but the thing is is we're really trying to put these ideas and these principles out into the universe in hopes that we can implement them into our lives. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's the end goal of really this entire podcast is to bless and benefit the lives of each and everybody that listens and watches and tunes in because you're in this process with us, you know, we're striving to be good finders and if you start doing it, like, you're right there with us. Right. It's, it's just a journey together. And it's just, like, interesting, too, because think about the impact we all could make. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just one other person listening to this starts to be a good finder, well, that person's going to have an influence on so many other people to start doing the same. Yeah. You know, and think about the change that could happen within your families, and then that can impact your community, which can impact your city, you know. Right. It just has this really positive... Like, one kind of act can change the entire world because eventually it's going to just blossom from there. I mean, like I said, my third grade teacher, I still right. remember it to this day. And now I want to be an author because of it. Right. So if you're someone who's looking for the good in others and letting them know the good you see, think about how that person is going to blossom and think about what they're then going to do to help inspire other people. Absolutely. And it's just really cool to think it's, about what it's could It's incredible happen. how, like, what could happen. Oh, hello. <laughs> my baby knows it she knows it too <laughs> absolutely okay well i think i just want to say this one last time just to bring it all home but the whole point of this podcast what you know the whole inspiration was men's vices we paint in brass their virtues we paint in water but our hope is that each of you will decide to paint men's virtues in brass and their vices in water absolutely and our little miss is going to send us off here so anyways thank, <laughs> thank you, you all for tuning in we appreciate yes and please comment and you know it could maybe be featured you know it could be featured so please let us know what you know your what thoughts your thoughts are. are we'd love to hear so okay. until next time bye everybody bye everyone bye You've been listening to The Endless Party. Please feel free to join us over at our website, theendlessparty.com, for more of our content. Also, we would love to hear from you. Leave some comments and let us know what you're interested in us talking about. 
seriously, like, subscribe, leave a five-star rating, whatever it is the platform says to do, so that we can keep partying together.